so Malaysia. I'm back. Mm -hmm. How does it feel? It How feels great. It was well. Last week was amazing because we had the wonderful, wonderful Nate Nix. Everybody was hype about that one because that's a great guy, man. That's a smart, smart dude. So, if you don't know where you are by now, uh, guess I ought to tell you. Interesting. Um, welcome to Insert Name Here, brought to you in full technicolor and living sound with the dulcet toads of the great Alejandra Teda. That's me chewing on the Charleston uh, tree. Yep, mm -hmm. chewing on the Charleston. <laughs> it is called a Charleston chew. Oh, just make sure. Mm -hmm. um, you're such a Bostonian and a Negro, <laughs> to be honest. I only know old Negroes to eat Charleston <laughs> chew, but okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and me, your resident raspy voice bitch, uh, your favorite hoe here all the time, you know, uh, it's me, Malachi Unique. Um, sometimes I forget to introduce myself as fun. Um, but yeah, you know, oh, off topic real quick, immediately. Remember that time Alejandra introduced herself as Malaysia to a group of people by accident? I've not as a joke, show. but by accident, not as a joke. Like, let's be clear. She was not joking. She did it accidentally. It was, yeah, purely accidental. It was quite tragic. Um, um, <laughs> in front of a lot of people, I, I still don't know that well. Um... It's okay. She was like, I'm Malaysia. Wait, actually, I'm Alejandra. <laughs> actually. You know, when when two people spend a lot of time together, they take it's, up for each other's names. I'm <laughs> like, where is the where is this going? <laughs> All right then. Okay. Where we wanna go, where we wanna start. Well, uh, not that first thing. Not that That's, first. That's a that's a little that's a little special thing. Um, why don't we just start with the uh, Domingos and the saga, the Mass Ab saga? Yeah, that. Let's do that, guys. Let me tell you something. First of all, I was missing last week. I tried to tune in, but I couldn't. I was in Puerto Rico. Um, but what I have to tell you is that got a COVID test, negativo, and. Me and Malaysia were riding together today to an event, both masked up because obviously I could still be contagious or whatever. And near Mass Ab was a man with his whole head in the dirt. It was in the grass in the dirt. And I just wanted y'all to know this. Not because it's like a good thing, but it was really fucking funny to walk past this man, his whole head in the drive dirt. past, walk past. We ain't no walking niggas no more. <laughs> We's we's a we we we's got automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> we got automobiles, but we don't walk no more. We ain't we ain't walking no more. Uh, yes. uh, okay, so you know, uh, Mass App always wildin', but Domingos, our friend, Domingos, our friend, 
was um, officially given the restraining order to stay away from the governor's wife. Not the governor, but the wife. See, it's corny because nobody was even talking to her. Like, she had nothing to do with it. Allegedly, (laughs) they were chanting her name to Malaysia. Oh. So she felt threatened. Oh, I'm sorry. The scary black people were chanting her name. My bad. Yes. So um, The scary blacks and browns. My bad. So get it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry her husband is a dickhead. That's 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 my bad. Sorry he doesn't care about half of the people in this state. Sorry. <laughs> sorry I wasn't there to to be arrested as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also sorry about that. Um It kind of sucks that not sucks, but I understand why the Migos doesn't want to get arrested for it. But part of me wants somebody to get arrested for it, especially after somebody tried to break into his house last week or two weeks ago, was it? I can't remember if we talked about it. And he wanted to leave the governor a note. I think that man was just like mentally unstable. But um, it was kind of funny. I ain't gonna hold you. It was kind of funny. I don't know. The governor's a piece of shit. That's all I have. That's all I have about him. Uh, I'm tired of him. I'm, I'm just, in conclusion, tired. Because this is why, guys. This is why. It took Dominguez dumping a bunch of needles and his wife filing a stay away order for, like, the Globe and the Herald to actually write pieces of, like, stuff. Just articles about the situation. Like, they've stopped since, like, until Dominguez and the rest of the crew that are part of the, like, South End Roxbury Community Partnership Group. Like, until they started going out on Thursdays and until... Dominguez and them started going to Swampstead? Swampscott? Swampscott. Until they started to go there, nobody was really paying attention to the situation, even though, like, the situation was increasingly getting worse. And one observation that I had today was, like, it was pretty empty. They had, like, police barricades Mm -hmm. along um, that that path where they used to, like, cage them in, which is an interesting development. I don't know... Like, where did, like, Malaysia brought this up when we were driving past. Where did they go? Where are all these people that were once on Mass Ave, where are they now? And I have the answer, Malaysia, and I have the answer. They just go deeper into the city to, like, deeper and deeper expose everybody to the, like, despairs that is, like, drug addiction (sighs) and homelessness that exists in our city. So now all the people can experience it. It's wild. It's crazy. Lovely, right? That's what we want, isn't it? Don't you? Wants, I guess. And his like defense is always like, "Oh, we've spent this much money on um, opioid crisis and opioid addiction things," and I'm like, "Well, it's not working. So what's the plan?" Yeah, so I'm saying like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, what do you want? Like, huh? I was looking for my phone. It's doing this. Um, I just it, it's always confusing to me because. Like, if the policies that you're currently using aren't working or the methods that you're currently using aren't working, then you can't just say you've plugged in a bunch of money and then, like, go, oh, it's done. That's just not how it works. You need to actually put in effort and, like, if something doesn't work, be like, okay, we're going to try something new. We're going to listen to the community. Instead, all we have him do is get, get his wife riled up, all defensive, going to court against a black man which already looks hella bad and you get freaking 
continued tons of people with drug addiction just existing on the streets. So nothing gets addressed and he just says, oh, I, I we've already put money to that. Like, man, it's, it's, it's corny. It's really uh, corny, to be honest. But uh, whatever, dude. I mean, the issue's not going to disappear just because you ignore it. So whatever you want to do, bro. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but do something, please. Um, do something besides what you're already doing. Thank you. Because it's not working. And that is what I got to tell you. So let's talk about Lydia Edwards. Oh, yes. So um, I was supposed to either, I think I forgot to put this last week. But, oh no, it was the day after our show. Um, so she's had her second hearing last week on getting a ballot question to change the city mm-hmm. charter so that um, city councilors will have more ability to make changes to the city charter, obviously, but the budget and other things like that where they often don't have enough like room to make changes, and which is why like budget time... Um, it's always a mess because the only thing you can really do is vote yes or no. There's right. not like an addendum you can make to it and not a change you can make, not anything that you yeah. can Yeah, our, our system, our like city system is very executive heavy. So the mayor has a lot of power for like appointing over budgets, over a lot of stuff. So um, I think this is an important thing to fight for, um, no matter who becomes mayor, honestly, because... It's just all that power should not be concentrated that that heavily in the At executive all. branch. Um, it make it it makes our city it doesn't help our city function at all. Um, and the and it, the mayor is not doesn't have to be accountable to the people and city councilors can't really do anything to be honest. So anything beyond like advocate and bring up public hearings. So I'm hoping this is something that it would be on the ballot next year. From what I saw. That would be great. So, that would be like really good. And that's the one of the only things Lydia has been really like helpful for in terms of like her being a city councilor. I think obviously we all remember the budget vote, how she voted yes on the budget and said still mm-hmm. I rise while defending white supremacy. We ain't forget that. And I will never <sighs> She's corny, to be honest. But it's corny in general. Trying to change the city charter? Cool. I agree with it. I rock with it. I hope it can get done because I think almost everybody besides, you know, the usuals don't agree with changing the city charter. The usuals, yes. Five Car Clarity, um, the others whose name are forgettable. Ed Ed Flynn. I was going to say Ed Flynn. Uh, What's that? What's that? Funky ass Frank? Funky ass Frank. Is Funky ass Frank on the, on the, on the side of changing. What's his name? Frank Baker. Frank Baker. Yeah. Yes. He want to keep it. So we're going to see what happens there. I think it's quite interesting because everybody talks about changing the city charter anytime like a, a budget goes through that people don't agree with or some major decision goes through. People are like, we need to change the city charter. And then we just- have, we should though. Like it's not exaggerated. We should change it. Isn't That's the worst part is it's not exaggerated. I feel like a lot of issues within Boston are like, it's not exaggerated, but we never do anything about it. So it seems like it's just like, ha, 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 we should change the city charter and move on. Yo, shout out to Google just randomly signing me out of Hood Consultant things. Wow. And I have to type in the password. <laughs> I was just looking at the document. <laughs> That's fun. Unfortunate. 
I freaking hate. While Malaysia does that, let me talk to y'all about something in Catholic news. Didn't, 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 didn't. Catholic news. Um, the Pope today basically said even more, it's okay to be gay. Also, my grandmother is getting <laughs> home, so Malaysia might have to mute me for a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> there is no good place to film. And in case you're wondering, this is why I film in a different area. I'm gonna mute you. Um, yeah, so dang, what were you talking about? I have to type in my password again. These are the problems. This is why we get together to do these things. Because it's way easier. Okay, now I wanna play games. Okay. All right. Anyway, that was great. Um Oh yeah, the Pope was like, "Yeah, being gay, being gay okay." Uh can I unmute you? Are you ready? Yeah? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, so basically he was like um rec- like the Catholic Church should recognize um unions between like people that are gay and obviously like the extra conservative um Catholics are like pissed off. Like, there's one in Rhode Island that's like, um, no, this should never be done. Like, how dare you guys? How dare I like it when people question the Pope on what's Catholic? Like, he's literally the authority the on what's Catholic. Yes. He's the he's, Pope. According to you know how it is, he is the most holy on like Earth. He he would know, would he not? Like, he's the Pope. If you believe that, like, if you believe your religion, like, I feel like then you should listen to your fucking guy. I mean, at least he's not touching children. Like, your last few that y'all liked better, apparently. You like the child touchers. It is always quite funny. Every time the Pope says something that, like, the Cardinals didn't agree with, how much they get pissed off. He's the Pope. You shouldn't have chosen him. Y'all chose him. Y'all chose him. Then, oh, oh no, I mean God chose him. I'm sorry. The 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 white smoke chose him, or whatever it is. I still I still think that's one of the funniest parts of this. Okay, but um, spirituality is is witchcraft. It's the white smoke vote for him, and then you put can choose smoke. the pope. Oh, um, go, uh, my phone decided to Google spirituality versus religion. I didn't say that. Shut up. Get that away from me. You're listening, hey, ass bitch. Hey, we are twinning. Yeah. Shout out to TJ Maxx Marshalls. Yeah. Shout out to TJ Maxx Marshalls. Oh, talking about weird institutions. The stadies, um, most of the top ranking state police officers have troubling pasts and that they've had either. um, (laughs) Troubling pasts. The the poor innocent boys with troubling pasts. Troubling pasts. They've all, you know, had misconducts. They've all beat the fuck out of people. Nearly one in every five state troopers has at least one sustained misconduct charge or one that was investigated and confirmed according to the internal agency. Allegedly, they all beat the fuck out of people. <laughs> like, the, uh, the Somebody captain- is actually alleging these things, so it's not even like a ha-ha allegedly. 
this man has 28 uh 28 charges according uh, from one incident that's, that's more than my age 28 that's that's more than Nate's age about, like abolish the Sadies. let's start with them first because Yo, the, the Sadies, Sadies are basically just the mob. Control, like the Sadies are a mob oh this dude another captain has uh three charges of three cases uh one is for improperly running background checks Oh yeah, because, well, there was FIO and niggas out there, mm-hmm. huh? They was like, they was like, are you Kevin? <laughs> are you Kevin? <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> I wish I could play that video. So in conclusion, um, just a bunch of people that are breaking the rules all the time and getting paid well. Like this is a top ranking stadies. Like imagine, not imagine we already know it's true that your top ranking officer is the one that make the biggest amount of money that's always the case like cops are so corrupt like all of them are bastards to be honest if you didn't know it's just crazy. sorry some of y'all my homies but you shouldn't do this job tbh because i just don't know like especially being a state if anybody told me that they wanted to be a state i would be like oh so you want you want to abuse people you want to break the law you want to be you want to be whitey bulger but legally oh okay like sure whatever man it's all you baby (laughs) i kind of want to jump to like before we talk about schools i kind of want to jump to like some of the foreign yeah oh we can go into nigeria based off of our like um police brutality slash police conversation yes yes let's talk about it Let's talk about SARS, which isn't that also the name for the- Of a disease, yes. Okay, just make it short, because I was like, what? When hashtag Nigeria SARS was coming up before I had like paid attention to it, because I didn't know that was the acronym. I was like, we got SARS too? Right, COVID and SARS. (laughs) But anywho, so um, in police, the the SARS is like a police unit that's supposed to be like against anti-like theft and you know like all of that like corruption and stuff but it was well known for being quite the opposite as most police <laughs> units are yeah well especially imperial colonialist like you know post-colonial police states um which nigeria is in a lot of ways because yes. of corruption yes. um so yeah a lot of people especially young people are being abused robbed and like killed and it was it's really bad it not was it is and and there's been a lot of protesting and yeah a lot of people putting their lives on the line and this all yeah all of this internet all these these news stories are very connected today um but yeah yeah. lots of them very connected to like um policing military uh corruption Mm -hmm. abuse and things of that kind of content which is interesting like and obviously, I don't like to say pray for Nigeria, but rather I have hope for the Nigerian youth that their, like, concerns and, like, um, changes Demand. are met positively. Yeah. Because at the moment, they're getting, like, killed and attacked for just protesting. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget, like, in a lot of countries, well, here, too, protesters are, like, attacked oh, and killed. But in, like, other countries, like, protesting sometimes is just, like, a death warrant. Yeah, like, like they're pretty much signing away, like, your rights to humanity at some point. So praying for them in Nigeria, because 
it's it's tough because Nigeria has been facing this for a long time, but nobody's like, I don't want to say not wanted to do anything, but it's been difficult for them to do things. Facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just trying to hope, hoping, find, hoping to find ways to, to support and then, you know, like just make it that part of our conversation when, when we're talking about our liberation as well, you know, like uh, I think really making sure that we're talking about worldwide, like sort of, you know, dismantling of these oppressive structures because, you know, as, as, as the famous quote says, uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So, you know, we got to make sure that we're uh, keeping those in our thoughts. Because, you know, like, though, you know, in Nigeria, they were they were protesting police brutality in America when we were protesting back in May and June in those places. So. Oh, there was. Um, oh, there's a uh, per usual. There's a diaspora beef. <laughs> oh, yay. My favorite beef. When we should be discussing other things, there is a diaspora beef at the moment. Um, where, um, <laughs> where, uh, where people were some, like, some I haven't seen any. Usually, and this is always the case. Usually, when uh, like a foreign country is saying stuff, I see the tweets of uh, the like Nigerians being like, "We shouldn't support Black Lives Matter if they're not going to support us." That's the tweet I saw. And then I saw um, Black people like, like Black Americans like, what are you talking about? When we talk about Black Lives Matter, we don't just mean in America. That would be foolish to be like counterproductive. Yes. Diaspora wars are always started. Nothing new, quite honestly, but it's quite sad because it's just like, it's never useful for us to be pitted against each other when we're like, one of us is fighting something. Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) I'm tired of it. Stop, like, just stop. And I just want to say, like, to give attention and not give attention to something real quick. I don't want to talk about none of those freaking people who are just jumping into the political conversation a couple weeks ahead of the election. They're not on my mind. They're not on my radar. I don't care. I don't, like, nobody else should care. Like, I don't listen to people who don't who don't fucking read or write or think. Stop. Like, like it's all about the money. I said it last week. I'm gonna keep saying it. It's over. Like, I don't wanna I don't wanna address any of those people. Like, there's no need, no reason. In fact, there's no need to address them. Like all you celebrities, you famous people with millions of dollars coming in to say something right before an election, go away. You weren't saying anything months before. Just go away now. That's just all it is. Like, go away now because you're doing nothing but be more divisive in a time period where that's the last thing we need. Like, we already got it. Why do we need more of it from, like, our own community? Like, we already don't want to vote for these people. (laughs) Like, but also if you're taking your um, political advice from celebrities, please don't. I mean, after your local celebrities, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. People trust us. Uh, but yeah, let's. I, I think we should just go off the international news. So let's talk about Bolivia. 
Bohemia. So talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk Bolivia, about it. Bolivia, the Socialist Party won their an election, their election one year after a coup. But they're faced with lots of uncertainty. And here is why. The coup last year was a military coup. And if we know anything about military coups, is that when a country doesn't have control of their military, even if an election was like done and it was like free and fair, it means nothing. Facts. If but those is not behind your elected officials, it means nothing. Yeah, it that's true. Those Bolivian like citizens though, they they yeah, really went that, out like, there and, yeah. and shed their blood and tears and sweat to make sure that they were able to vote and have a fair election. The that the uh the the coup the coup party couldn't even rig it because that's not funny. Like you had a whole year to rig the election and you couldn't do it. Because the Bolivian people were so, they were just like, yo, we're not taking it, bro. We're not fucking taking it. Fuck y'all. It's great. I fucking love to see that shit. I wish we would do that in America, but we don't because we're fucking cowards. We're corny losers. Oh, anyway. So interesting fact that a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it's, how do you say his name? Evil Morales? Evil Morales. Was the first like um, indigenous slash native um president of bolivia i knew that but yeah i don't know if a lot of people know that. yeah yeah but a lot of people know that so it's an interesting fact you know on other bits of like colonialism and imperialism especially and in south america indigenous folks um becoming getting in positions like that is major because in a lot of places people are being exterminated like this has been hundreds of years of extermination killing and sterilizing and all types of stuff so it's like, um, and he's he was also the president. I think this had he not been outed, ousted, yeah, ousted last year, it would have been his like fourth consecutive term, which mm-hmm. is problematic within his own right. And like a lot of um democracy watchers, which they're like, if you don't know, democracy watchers are like organizations that like their whole purpose is to make sure that your elections are free and fair mm-hmm. and that democracy as it stands in your country is going to remain. Um, there were like questions about it, and that's a fair thing to like be like. Yeah, was like contested like it it's a little question mark so that was fair but the coup is always like coup is always like and it was a and the u.s was definitely backing the coup like donald trump was very transparent oh yeah elon musk bitch ass um uranium yeah lithium yeah lithium i think so bolivia produces one of those um resources and elon musk obviously uh evil morales is very like a socialist and very much for his people um and elon musk is after the resources that exist in bolivia so he was very much for the coup because it basically would allow him to gather the resources that he needs for his teslas so it's um a win for the people overall thanks elon musk is evil mr we will coup whoever we want deal with it you South African bastard. <laughs> I was going to say that too, but I didn't want to freaking bore you are. You're a fucking African or you're, you're, you're like a fucking Dutch boy. Get out of here, Dutch boy. Like imperialist and neocolonialist do you have to be than to say we will coup. What is it again? Let me read it. I have pulled it up just to Thanks. read it. We will coup whoever we want and deal with it. What are you talking about? We like it was you were you part of the conversation? Because that brings up more issues, sir. And the- fun fact 
um, they get their lithium from Australia. <laughs> he states, which could be false because that man is also. I don't believe him. Cricket? He's probably getting it from some mine with children. Like, let's not let's not play ourselves <laughs> with his corny ass. But he looked like a demon. A big week in that news. Hopefully, the situation in Bolivia doesn't like escalate in any way because obviously, oh, they have a new president because. Evo didn't run because he's been ousted from the country. He hasn't been in Bolivia in about a year and so, a year and a half or maybe more. Um, he's lived in like Mexico and Argentina, hoping to get back home. So mm -hmm. that is something. Um, also talking about lithium, there was a there was an article about I can't remember which African Luis country. Luis Arce Arce Arce. Yes, Arce. 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 I forgot his name. Was he, elected he worked under Evo. Like, he was one of his, like, second-in-commands. So, people are like, he's just going to be a propped-up president for, like, what Morales believes and what he wants. And I'm like... They voted for him, though. <laughs> like, they want him. <laughs> the fuck? Sorry, like... <laughs> sorry to tell you. Like, bro, like, what if he... That's why I said... I can say the same thing about Donald Trump. He's just going to be a propped-up <laughs> for what half of the country wants. Uh, they voted for him. The <laughs> fuck? I'm sorry, this, that's what I got to tell y'all. <laughs> that's all they just giving you the world news. Um, and then so final world news for today. Uh, there was an oil spill off the coast of Venezuela, which is lovely, of course, because we need more ecological disasters. I should clarify it because I read more about it. There is a giant ship full of oil that is tilting and could, could potentially spill a lot. I think it's starting to spill, but it hasn't like spilled. Oh, it hasn't spilled yet. Oh, look at me giving fake news. It's because I put I put, I put all, uh, oil spill, but that's because I thought it said spill. But it's like eminent spill pretty much like it, it's a possible future spill because, but, but still, my point stands because we definitely need more ecological disasters Facts. right about now. We, you know, the dawn, they, they, they already stopped, you know, giving us that concentrated soap. Now, now they, I don't know, do they have enough to wash the ducks? We don't know. Do we have enough dawn for the fish too? <laughs> I don't think the fish can don't, be dawn. You can't wash no fish with dawn. <laughs> he's like we can just wash the fish with dawn and put them just, just rub the fish and then put them on the grill that'll save them <laughs> but yeah um, <laughs> this i should also there's like millions of tons of like what is it crude it's oil 1.3 million barrels of crude oil Ugh. And the Exxon um, spill of 1989, one of the worst spills ever recorded was 11 million. 1.3, wait a minute. I didn't yes. register that number in yes. my head when you said it. 1.3 million barrels. Barrels. How much is a barrel in comparison to a gallon? Oh, 80 million gallons of oil. What? 80 million. Uh, stop pumping oil, you bastards! Stop fracking! <laughs> stop fucking fracking! Stop! Just stop pumping crude oil. We don't need it. Stop! <laughs> like right. 
Bruh, it drives me crazy. It, it, it messes with my mind that this <laughs> stuff keeps happening. We ignore, like this This article mentions the Exxon Valdez spill of 1989. 1989, this is happening in 1989. And by the way, back then, Exxon knew that they were causing climate change, by the way. They all knew, that's the sick part. They so let's be clear. They were doing. And the sick part about this to me is that like Venezuela, last month was asked about this ship because they were concerned over it and a month later now we're in a in a concern that this thing could tilt over and spill 80 million gallons or barrels of freaking crude oil into a sea that's already suffering like and we're like still recovering from that like area from that spill from the bp spill further up in the the like um, golf coast of mexico like y'all are making me sick like there's not gonna be a caribbean anymore with no fish honestly y'all love to go y'all love to go uh uh to the caribbean yeah like i'm sorry i got distracted by it's okay to be gay but i, I agree <laughs> Why? Why is that in the chat? <laughs> oh, I put that there because you said um, that's when you were um, you're saying what did I say? And I was hoping you would see that in the chat. I was hoping you would see it's okay to be gay because that's what I was talking about. <laughs> but also, it is okay to be gay. Uh yes, it is. Um, anyway, and you, it is gay. in all caps. That's why it distracted me. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, um, we need that to not happen. Like people, they, you know, tourists already took advantage of the Caribbean in a lot of ways. And then if oil spills and starts destroying or starts, well, it's already started, but uh, continues destroying the local ecosystems. That'll make people want to stop coming. And then uh, it's bad. It's just like imperialism, man. It's, it's, it's siren. Empire. Like those articles, I'll say, we only have so long until our Earth is just shit. Do you really want to live on an Earth that is just unlivable? Like, I know people think it's, like, fake and stuff, but at some point you have to understand that all those sci-fi movies, they're coming true. And we haven't will come for us. Yes. And we have and we're not we're not gonna find a planet. We're not gonna go to Mars. It's not happening, bro. Like, this is this is our last chance. This planet is it, my guy. Like this is our last resort. Cut our life Don't into pieces. It. This is our last resort. Just saying, you know, it's an amazing song that teaches you well to not freaking, you know. Whoa, sorry, I saw something on Twitter that was mad funny. It said, "Dope black mom with a family full of white kids." Sorry, wow. very distracted. I'm, guys, we're very distracted today. I'm very Yeah, foggy. I don't know what's going on. It was I know very what's going rainy. On. It is, yeah. That always gets me weird. Rainy makes you weird. It, is- it makes my, it also makes my rheumatism act up. In fact, like my that. bones are all, I was going to say crunchy, like. <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> Yo, I'm thinking about like some weird fairy tale where giants are. Nine on your bones, no. Oh, I hate it. Okay, never mind. Next topic. We talk. Who's Jeffrey Tobin? Tobin. The guy. Is that funny? The guy that. 
um, you know, masturbated on Zoom oh. <laughs> and Twitter was in shambles today. So this dude like works for the New Yorker and he works for CN C CNN. Yeah, sorry, I should have put Zoom dick. I put his, his government. Um, he works for CNN and the New Yorker. And when he was on a meeting and somewhere else, I think, but when he was on a meeting with the New Yorker, he apparently, according to him, he made a mistake. He thought his camera was off, <clears throat> but you know, he, he was showing the dicky ride to his little coworkers and so stuff. Was and he was, you know, doing something with the dicky ride, according to, I think, Vice or it was either Vice, Vox, or Variety. It was one of them who reported it. <laughs> one of them V things. I don't really care. One of them niggas. Y'all find it. Y'all will find it if y'all look. Um, but yeah, apparently that was a thing. So then Twitter, so every everybody on Twitter was arguing about it, and a bunch of people were exposing themselves by saying, well, everybody masturbates at work or whatever. And everybody's like, No, no, everybody doesn't. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, the, of the many things I've done at work, bro, mainly cry in the bathroom. Uh, masturbating really never crossed my mind. Um, I had never thought to whip out, um, you know, With my... That <laughs> that, I was going to say that thing, but I was like, that's not what you have. Um... Yeah, with my tiny dick, my very, very small <laughs> penis. <laughs> They Look actually have really phone. big. They actually have really big clits. To be clear, it's very. But... <laughs> it's quite like it's not funny for the people that were obviously like exposed to. Yeah. So, because that's obviously like very like um, traumatizing. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I don't want to like, see that. Bro. It is quite funny. Uh, my thing is. He, he, so, so the New Yorker, like, uh, what's it called? The New Yorker suspended him. Okay. The New Yorker suspended him and, um, he took like a leave of absence from CNN because the New Yorker did an investigation, um, into like whether they want to, yeah, terminate his employment and shit. But yeah, so everybody was in shambles over whether it's like, whether it's like a, a terrible miss overstep to masturbate in work in a work environment or like yeah if it's cool and i'm just like just why like bro like what was so sexy about that about that fucking new york magazine meeting like why why was your why <laughs> like just don't answer the call to be honest or like i don't know you know like don't answer it don't do that during a work call? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do it after. Do it right before. Just, like, anything, bro. Like, hang up. Hang up and hang up and be like, oh, come back. Hang up, whack off. Come back. Be like, oh, I had connection issues. I don't know what happened. The call dropped. Like, there are so many things he could have done. That he like, sir. So that that's the part that makes me feel a little, like, uh, I don't know. You might have been liking some about that. About your coworkers being on Zoom. That's the part that makes me a little because there's so many options, my guy. And it, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> it's just these people are crazy. <laughs> That's all I got. You crazy? Like I'm sorry to use this ableist language, but that you gotta be crazy to do something like this. What about what about Hunter Biden? Oh yeah, Hunter Biden. Um, 
allegedly Rudy Giuliani. Rudy. Oh yeah, I saw this. Has acquired one of his laptops because Hunter took his broken laptop to a repair shop. A a man who is blind repair shop. And wait a minute, let's be clear. Hunter Biden was apparently in California, and this repair shop is in like Virginia or something. It's in like Delaware, I think. It's it's like near where his dad lives. Like, obviously, he's from Delaware, not where his dad lives. It's like in Delaware, I think, is where Hunter Biden like left the laptop. But allegedly, it has a bunch of bad stuff on it. And Rudy Giuliani, for some reason, has decided that it's this large attack against Joe Biden. And I just want people to know that um, your kids, like, what they do in their adult lives is not, has nothing to do with you. I, I just don't. It doesn't, it doesn't affect, like, that's not. Like, like my question is how bad, wor- worse than just being on drugs, because that's not that bad. Like, somebody, like, allegedly. They claim, they claim it has child porn, but, yeah. I don't, but they say everything has child porn. If it has to do with Democrats, they say child porn. I don't believe them that it has child porn. I don't believe that. I, like, I don't believe it. So, also, like, bro, you better send those pictures to the authorities. The fact that Rudy didn't immediately report it to the authorities. That's what I'm saying. He had access to it makes it not credible to me. And of course, to like Trumpers and those people, it's going to be extremely credible because they're going to be like, um, Rudy was just doing the proper thing. He was looking through the drives, making sure. What Why didn't he just okay. send it? Why didn't he just send it to bro? Like, if you think you have something illegal, bro, you don't just comb through it and leave your your technical footprint all over everything. Like, what are you doing? Evidence tampering, you weirdo? Like, Rudy Giuliani knows this. He's a freaking lawyer. Like, (laughs) Please, uh, Malaysia, please. I'm reading an article. On October 14, Delaware computer repairman John Paul Mac Isaac that's the one-ass name, claimed that in 2000, April 2019, a man who identified, identified himself as Hunter Biden brought a liquid damage MacBook Pro to his small repair shop. Mac Isaac said his poor vision prevented him from personally identifying the man as Biden. Like, how made up does this sound, bro? Like, let's talk about it. What, Bro, why, don't, why doesn't really Giuliani just, like, either send it to the authorities or just show everybody? What's the, what's the, like... What's up? Like, the fact that he decided to go through it and then call the authorities is such a grime move. Like, if you respect the law, if you think that the FBI and all of those systems deserve respect, would you not just hand it over to them immediately? Yeah, they can do their job, bro. Like, they got they supposed to do their job, right? But like, you know? Head, what they did was grab pictures off of it. To smear Hunter Biden, somebody that struggled with drug addiction. Bro, that picture of him in the bed, he didn't even look bad, bro. He kind of looked cute, to be honest. (laughs) He didn't. He kind of looked. He kind of looked like that rock star. You might be like that white boy who's kind of talking to you weird, saying a little strange, but it's kind of maybe. To be clear, I don't do white men, but um, he 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 wasn't looking terrible in that photo. I'm not. I'm gonna say he wasn't looking any worse than some of those people. All the, y'all staying on Twitter. Like, I gotta, he, was, he wasn't, bro. He definitely he wasn't. Was Plus, he had a salt and pepper going on. He was looking okay. I said, this crap is not 
I say, I don't know, man. He he don't, he didn't look terrible. That that man has had a hard life. Like let's talk, like he like to be fair, like Hunter Biden isn't really like he isn't a political figure. Nope. So you should really like leave him alone. Like it's it's one thing to talk about Ivanka, to talk about Jared Kushner. Kushner guys that's what I'm saying? Yeah, Kushner. Yeah. Um to talk about um Don Jr. I could not remember his name. Freaking Don Jr. They are active John... members in the administration. They're active members helping their father in whatever way. One, once Tiffany gave a speech, it was appropriate to talk about her ass. Period. She said LGBTQIA the other day. And I think it what was about T- yeah, my... trans people. Oh, excuse me. What about T? <laughs> yep. So um, th- this is just like, I just... It's really sick, like Malaysia said. Hunter Biden's had like a really shitty life. He, him, and his brother were in a car accident that killed their mother and their sister. Yeah. When they were young, so their mother died very young, and then Hunter Biden's brother, as many people know, Bo Hunter, um, Bo Hunter, Biden, Bo Biden, <laughs> Bo Hunter. Why he? Why they name him like that? Bo Hunter. That's that's like the same thing. You got you, you little Bo. That that's probably like, why connections, and they're from Delaware. <laughs> But um, <laughs> Bo um, serves in the military, comes back a hero, gets brain cancer, and dies. So uh, for a white kid, this guy. Also, Hunter Biden served in the military as well. It wasn't he had like struggles, but like he also enlisted. <laughs> but like, yeah. So I thought y'all respected veterans with mental health issues and addiction. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, and this is not, this has nothing to do with Joe Biden, to be honest. Like, it really has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Like, (laughs) like, you, like, when they just randomly start attacking you, like, bro, bro, the text they released were like, them say, I love you, and shit. I'm like, this, this looks, you look bad for releasing this. There's nothing wrong with this. What's wrong with you guys? Hiya Puddins, it's your girl Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell y'all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff, and if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode Q and Slay, or Theater from Our Butts. Have a good day Puddins, and love, trust, and belief. Uh, but anyway... I think our last two issues are, they're very similar. So let's talk about the exam schools. Exam schools. Oh, first, let's, uh, well, first, I guess we'll go to just the most obvious and that VPS is closed down. Oh, yeah, facts. Like, dropped. If you didn't know, in like Hyde Park and other areas, the rates were around like 9% um, of, what? I was going to say acceptance rate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, COVID um, um, acceptance. Positivity rate? I don't know what that word is. Positive. Now you got me fucked up with your your inability to speak. I miss Nate. He knows words. Yeah. Hey, man, say man. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of COVID. In conclusion, there is a lot of COVID in the city. (laughs) There is a lot of COVID. (laughs) There is a lot of COVID. And it was agreed on that when it reached past like it was like four or something that if it passed four four four? i'm saying four because it's at nine yes okay that's a lot more than four i thought you said four (laughs) no i said four 
okay. was past 4% that they'd close schools. And then High Park and other like areas started getting higher and higher. And everybody was like, why aren't we closing yet? And then today, was yeah, like, somebody, someone famously said, close the fucking schools and added VPN. <laughs> Even I'm not that bold, goddamn. <laughs> so, um, so the schools are closed. Now they fucking closed. And um, now the discussion continues about the exam schools, and there's a whole beef. Are you guys ready for this beef? Because yeah, I'm let's hear already for this jelly. Because I thought it was so blue delicious. Because I'm ready. I'm so, ready because go. I it's just so expected. All right. In so this is what happened. Of every yep, year, go ahead. The I-S-S-E-I-S-E-E. You took it. I-S-E-E. Are we sure? I think you did. Unless um, you're somebody else that I thought, <laughs> who are you? Oh, this shit. test to get into one of the three exam schools, BLS, BLA, and the O'Brien, um, is given in November to like tons of kids throughout the city. In um, eighth graders going to ninth grade, and more like notably, um, sixth graders going into seventh grade. So uh, what's happening is because of COVID, you can't really have these exams. So they're looking at different ways to have the exam and it be an equitable process. And this is a conversation that they've been having, oh, since we were in BLA. So probably- Or pro- I think years. probably before that too, yeah. to be honest. It's um, like because it's a 20 year long, long conversation about the equity or lack thereof equity. And, and of course, BLS, BLS folks and parents and the BLS community um, in certain uh, some some aspects of the BLS community, I'll say, are like the kind of the forefront of this, like not wanting the change, which is expected because I mean BLS, like it's the oldest school in America. They're proud of their, you know, their 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 elitism and racism for a long time. Uh, so, what can you say? I, I would expect. There was a gaggle of parents and concerned community folks out there on Sunday protesting that the possibility of not testing uh, small children to get them into schools that like the few schools that are actually supported in the city. Barely even then, but it's just uh, excuse me, dog. Excuse me. Um, it's just insane that we're still trying to defend this test. Like, these groups are basically, like, there is a group right now. There actually is a committee meeting right now. So um, if you don't know, the Boston public school system has a school committee that's picked by the mayor. Um, this committee is kind of proposing this idea to make a new method for the test just for this year right now. And like Malaysia was talking about, there were a bunch of people protesting that outside of the school. There are also um, just people protesting it in general because they don't want it to change. They think that the current way of testing kids is like the most fair way, even though it is like it's, it's demonstrably like, not the most yes, fair way. Like, like <laughs> it's been proven to be not. 
the most equitable way. And it's kind and, of insane. And people and people who passed the test and went to those schools know that it's not the most fair way. Like it, a lot, me and Malaysia and the the tons of people that went to BLS, BLA, and OB that know how unfair these schools are and how like it's let's, it let's, let's talk about bla bls and ob real quick and this idea that their schoolwork is so much more rigorous than the other um high schools in boston because it's a lie what's more rigorous is that maybe there are more expectations on you maybe because we have more access to funding we have better ap's and we have more ap's those are all true but that doesn't mean it's more rigorous we just don't have support for people. Try to other- through anything in BLA, anything wrong in your life as a student, and you'll have like close to none support. The other thing is that it the the, the part of uh, a test could be a lot more equitable if they actually invested in any other schools in and- Boston. Like we have we have a whole trade school in Madison, a whole vocational school, and they they you know that, that that school should be filled every year i don't know what homie is doing but that school should be filled <laughs> that school should be filled every single year and it's not like and it's and it's it's thought of as a bad school it's underfunded undersupported like and there are so many schools that like you know these shouldn't be the only college preparatory schools like and there should be other options for people who want other things. Like there shouldn't be only three good schools in Boston. Like that that, you know, and, and it's and it's shown by the demographic makeup of these schools, especially BLS. Like and one of the like BLS being uh the whitest and basically a pipeline from the Catholic schools or like expensive prep schools. Facts. Two BLS is like sick and people just want to stand by it as if that's okay. Like it's really not it's not fair. Like and and you know what? It's time to break down these institutions because they're holding people back. Like I don't like my a huge portion of my family went to BLA. Like a lot of them my mom, my dad, my brother for a while, like my my aunts and uncle and cousins, like all the a lot of these people went to BLA, but it's like, it's inequitable, and we know that we know that. Like for me, I was I I always knew I was going to BLA, so I was ready to take a test in in sixth grade, and I was you know my school had test prep, and I was I knew I was going to BLA, and that was it, like. But for a lot of people, it's like some people just are surprised into it. Some people don't even know it exists. Some people can't take tests. Some people aren't able to, you know, like it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess of a system that it just, it leaves so many people behind. It's not like, it just doesn't make sense anymore. That like you have merit base could be done in different merits. Kids are not solely just based off of freaking a report card and a test. Like, that's just not what kids are based off of. And we know this. We know that standardized tests are shit. We know that they don't prove that kids are smart or stupid. It just proves that they know how to fill in bubbles. <laughs> like, And they're, like, racist also. Just not catered to... 
people of color. We found that out with IQ tests. We found that out with, you know, every test because there's differences in how um, people exist in freaking, society and how they interpret things. Freaking, um, what's some call it? The fact that people pay for tutors for that test. I didn't have like, a tutor for that test. Pay, pay. My school has some, uh, the gym teacher taught us uh, the reading class. Um, after school, he gave us a bunch of SAT words. We were in sixth grade. It was great. I have a lot of them still. They're very helpful to me in my life. Like um, the word abject. I was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> my test prep was my mom, I think, either got the book from somebody or bought me the book at Barnes & Noble. And I read maybe a page. Maybe more. I'll give myself more credit. I read, I read like What up, Hyphen Podcast crew? Hello. We love you. So, um, yeah, I barely like, oh, sorry. I barely read any of that book and I still got in. And there are stories of people, um, somebody on my Twitter always talks about how, like, she knows people that just put C's, straight C's for the whole test and got into the Because that's what they told you to do in, in actually in test prep. They're like, back, back then, yo, th yo, this actually dates me as a, like I said, peak zillennial. Um, they used to tell you to put C because C was the most common answer on standardized tests, according to all your old teachers. C is the most common answer on standardized tests. So they would tell you, if when in doubt, just answer C. <laughs> Do they still tell kids that? Is that still I don't know, but that's, that's also what I used to get told. Like, that's... If you don't know, just put C. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dating. I think we're dating ourselves there. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever dating ourselves, but it's just, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous that they're trying to uphold the system. There's a meeting right now. There's like a bunch, like, I know, um, Tanisha Sullivan spoke that author that now works for BU, whose name I can never say, um, spoke, um, I can pull it up for you, Malaysia, so you can read it. Um, oh, Nina says that. She definitely answered C when she was <laughs> testing into OB. <laughs> I don't remember, but I know that I pro I probably answered C sometimes because there were some questions definitely in that math section. I was like, yo, mm, I'll always tell this story. Mm. When I took that test, I don't know if maybe we hadn't covered negative signs yet in my math classes or if I was just completely like just ignored it because for a long time i could pass math with just guessing and when i saw those negative signs on that that test i said i don't know what this means <laughs> and it was like it was like negatives over fractions and i said i know i know negatives like negative like negative five plus one i know that <laughs> she said what i said she's hey, you know, that should have been a sign of my my uh, future to come of, of doing very bad in math. Oh, no, man. Nina said her son got into OB doing the same with the C's, bro. Put in C. Put in C as the... I don't know if that still works, kiddos, but I don't think anybody lets their kids watch this. Please don't. But if, if, if y'all do, um, I don't know if that still works, y'all, but that's what they used to tell us. I, I even used to do it in like regular testing deal. Like, Y'all would do it in class, like it didn't work there though. Like it didn't work in algebra. No, look, in in math classes sometimes I'd be like, 
Is he looked the closest, so yo, I'd be like, I got I got like 56. The answers are like 142, uh 38, 3, and like 12. And I'd be like, um, well, 38's closest to 52, so <laughs> guess what's that one? As you can tell, me and Malaysia both proud graduates of Boston Latin Academy. Yeah. Um, also proud graduates of failing at least one semester of pre-calculus. At least. At least. Bruh. I can't remember if I failed two. <laughs> I can remember that I failed all. I know I passed one. I think I passed one. I will say. But my teacher could have gave me a D. She knows but she could have gave continue- me a D. I was a senior. The end statement about this is that the exam school exam needs the exam school exam is very redundant, but also it is what it is. I S E E, the I S E E, the exam school exam <laughs> needs should. to be ended. There's no reason it should still exist, and there's no reason why we can't test it out this year. Like of yeah, all years, this is the perfect year to test out something new. Like, there's never going to be a good time to test anything, especially on, like, your children. No one's it's ever like, going to want their children to be test bunnies. But it's either your chest, your child be a test bunny or your child never get in, like, never really have a chance to get in. My thing is, um, yeah, like, we definitely need to, like, there definitely needs to be an equitable way. It shouldn't just be teachers recommending people because that ends up racist and messed up a lot, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, there should be a lot of different systems. There should be a lot of different metrics for how they pick, like, because, you know, a lot of, like, like, let's, let's be clear, like, some folks, like, me and Alejandra, we kind of rolled in there off the strength of our, we just, we're just good at taking tests, we were good at school as, you know, kids and smart or whatever they say, right, so, but there are a lot of people at BLA, BLA who studied, like, and they studied, they and studied they, hard, you know, and so, and that, and that tells you, like, it, it's nothing innate that makes you successful in these like, situations. Like, like if nothing, like they I, could, anyone could be successful at BLA if they, if they have support, if they have the right structures. Legitimately, anybody. Like me and Malaysia always talk about this. Um, Malaysia is a great example of somebody that didn't do homework but still got decent grades, and we know countless other people that never did an assignment and maybe did the assignments that counted the most got A's on all their tests and just got like a B or a C and said, okay, that's good enough. I don't want to do this work. And these people are like geniuses. These are smart people, like very smart some people. Of, some of the smartest people I met at BLA never did a lick of homework. Never did anything, some of them. If it some of them. If it wasn't copying <laughs> They know who they are. <laughs> Look, if and it they, copying yo, homework, they weren't doing homework. Bruh. Bro, there's a homework racket. Somebody should have been charging, but they weren't. Missed opportunities. <laughs> you know? But anyway, I think that's all we have for tonight, unless oh, somebody in the I chat have, has something to say. I have something to say. Oh, you have something? Two Ooh. somethings that I got off of. Um, Ooh. I don't know how, why I clicked on Lipstick Alley, but it was funny. DJ Envy is angry about Joe Biden's uh, plans to increase taxes. So, as always, fuck uh, DJ Envy, fuck the Beige Rage, and <laughs> the Mero 
bodega hive for life yo like i don't care about rich black people i don't care about you you're not i don't care i don't care about your hardships i don't wow so um that and also um, Jennifer Lawrence said she was a little Republican before Trump and that she voted for John McCain. So I, I never liked glad. her. Let's be yeah. who. Hey, this can I raise my hand? Because yes. I've said since she won the very first Oscar, at least probably way before that, to be honest, um, that I didn't understand the hype. I think she's I think she's a very wooden actor. I think she's she doesn't fit most of the roles she gets. She always played really old people, and um, she's not good. She's just not good. And now, you know, see see what we find out? Also, I guess we should quick talk about Chris Chris Pratt because everybody was talking about that for some reason. Birds all it was, up. all it was was a tweet that said, which who, which Chris is the best Chris? And it had, That's all it was. That's and it had the part. four Chris's. had Chris Evans, Chris, uh, Chris, what's that man's name? Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and what's the other one? There's a... There's another one. I don't care. It it had another one. But anyway, everybody was like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt? Yeah. They were like, you know. Oh shit. Now I need to know. They were like, one Chris gotta go. And so everybody's yo, not everybody, but a bunch of people were like, yo, obviously it's Chris Price, you know, for reasons. Chris or because Hemsworth? Of the oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yep. It was Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pine. Um, and you know. It was just a tweet. Like, it was nothing. They do it all the time. Um, and everybody, like, flipped out because a bunch of people were like, oh, um, we don't like Chris Pratt. <laughs> and I don't like Chris Pratt either. I've been saying it. Um, and then all his little all his uh, little friends at, at, at Marvel Studios, his, really, his little rich hoes, had to come out. Like, he's a good person. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe Robert Downey Jr. would say. I'm like, he's a Republican, too. What do you mean? Like. All these rich people, like, it's about the money. Like, there's nothing. Like, they're all... It's about the money. Like... I just don't get why... I don't get why Jennifer Lawrence is saying this, first of all. Because it's really funny that she would say this because... Sorry, my brain's tracking on two tracks. But first of all, because people always say Hollywood is full of liberals. Mm -hmm. And it's always funny because it's not... It's definitely not. It's not. They're centrist... And they're like on. I mean, Denzel Washington is a Republican. Like all these people are like. The Rock has voted for both sides. Like there are so many instances where, like, the Hollywood elite are not the actual liberals that you think they are. And it's always funny that they try and pin, like, dem like pin these celebrities to be Democrats when it's not always the case. And um, I'm glad Jennifer Lawrence is saying this because I can continue to dislike her with a reason now. I don't like her. Uh, she was a terrible mystique. That's the that's worst a, mystique. Of that's a really big like. reason not to like her. To be honest, I it's I really my main did reason? not like that. I, I didn't like her before that, but I really did not like that. Those movies were terrible in general, but like, ugh, seeing Silver her. Silver Lining Playbook ruined. Terrible. Um, her for me forever. I yes, that that movies. one was. I think that was one of the main c- culprits. To be honest, um, I didn't. I am not a huge fan of the depiction of mental health through the lenses of white people because I think it's often romanticized. They were just rich, like yes, they were just rich, and they could do whatever they wanted. 
and they acted like they were teenagers, but they were like 40. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was my second thought about that? Um, my second thought is I don't care. I like it when we talk about 2012 movies and review them. Like Me they're too. right now. <laughs> Um, what other 2012 movies is there to remember? I watched all the yo true when, when did true grit come out? 2000 it was somewhere around there, 2012 or 13 or something like that. That movie is awesome. It's a remake of a western from like the 60s. I think I had John Wayne, who eh, John Wayne, not my dude. I just I love westerns, but John Wayne is such a like so overrated, like uh, but the newer true grit. With with uh uh what's it, that man's name Jeff <sighs> and Matt Damon Jeff Bridges <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon and, and Halle Stanfield in two thousand and ten I was two thousand that's close enough I was gonna say two thousand and nine when you said those years and I was like no I'm far off and we that, were right in between that's close enough yeah so that's a great movie one of one of my favorites really I love that movie um. What is what else came out that year though? That Silver Lady's Playbook year. I remember there. Did Django come out that year? I think so. Yes. That movie, yeah. You know, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but it came out late in it came out in December. It yeah, it was Christmas. at that. It was at that one. I think it was at that one though, wasn't it? It was at that. Um Sheesh. at that Oscar. That yeah. Show, yeah. Probably. It's just in conclusion, um, Jennifer Lawrence trash <laughs> in that like little I am quirky blah blah she, blah also she, that's the other reason she's rude like she's really rude to people you know but you know they, that they think that's quirky for white women they think that's like unique and quirky and like cute and her like constantly being hungry and stuff is not like a bad thing, but rather like a, a cute feature of her. And be like, damn, the bitch, y'all can't feed her. I feel is like eating disorder is like, what's happening? I feel like you. I feel like you should. If you're gonna be rude, you should just like claim being rude. Like me, like I claim being rude to people I don't like. Like Charlie Baker, I would look at like, bro, like that time I saw a homie, <laughs> and he wanted to talk to me, and I knew I wasn't voting for his ass, so I just said, uh huh, I know who you are, and walked away. <laughs> um. I forgot to tell y'all about my experience um, with my COVID test, and I got it one yesterday, and I got the results today in the morning. Very fast results. I would go, if you ever need, like, a fast result, obviously it's not a guarantee, but the one in Everett did that shit mad fast. But anywho, um, I wanted to tell you about how I had to do it on myself. Maintain, um, as responsible travelers, um, although it's not very responsible to travel now. Oh, question mark. Um, as responsible people, we went no to get COVID No question mark, tested. you know. <laughs> as responsible people, we went to get tested and thinking, and on the website, it said like a throat swab. So I was like, cool. We Googled it. It's less effective. And I was like, damn, that means I'm probably still going to have to get the nose one later on this week. Fine. We show up and they're like, you know, you're going to take this, uh, hold it in the middle and just push it up your nose and like, just scrape and like rub. And I said, what? <laughs> me? You you mean, you know, you you know, you and Jessica not gonna do it for me? I, I don't think I could do that. Like, I don't think I could shove a freaking Q-tip up my own nose. I don't think I could. Like, I feel, I, I, I know my mom couldn't. She couldn't. She would never. It was, 
I just, I don't, it was, I wouldn't do, like, it was like if somebody did it, like if it was a nurse doing it, I'd be like, bro, this I hate this, but bro, it's you know whatever. I cannot do that to myself. Sorry. It was also like when she handed it to me, I I almost didn't know where my nose was. I was like, <laughs> but um, it was chill. Like if you like, just get a COVID test. Every I feel like everybody should just start getting like weekly or biweekly COVID tests, just to like ensure that they're like. How much did it cost? It was free. Lit. They're like free, like everywhere. Lit. If you go, then this is the issue that I had is that for most places, you have to call and schedule an appointment. I hate calling people. I really dislike it. It makes me very uncomfortable. So um, for any of the state locations, and Revere is the one that is a state location, it's an online project. It's like Project Beacon or something, and you can just... It's like you go in your car and get tested. It's like a drive-thru. Mm. They like scan a QR code on your phone and you go to like, and like that's the first tent and then you go to the next tent and that's where like they hand you the test. And I'm like, this is like really cool that like we have such a like fast way to do it if you need that option. So highly recommend it. Although I don't recommend doing it yourself, but if you have the balls to do it yourself, do it. Mm. But also like Whittier Street, um, like Bowdoin, is it Bowdoin? They have a health center, right? I think so. Um, Harvard, which is by Blue Hill, um, East Boston Clinic, they all have COVID testing like facilities and stuff. You just need to call yeah. them or go to their websites. Um, it's all Where's free. Queen. Um, also, the city of Boston regularly has one. You just have to call, like, they have a number, it's connected to one of the health clinics. And you'll be in, like, there's one in Nubian Square. There's one sometimes by Grove Hall. There's another one in, like, different parts of the city. So if you do want to get tested, there are options to get COVID testing, especially if you've been around a lot of people, if you've traveled, or if you just, like, feel yucky, like, get tested. Better safe than sorry. Let them know, King. Uh Excuse me. My name is Queen. Let them know about all their options. All right, y'all. I think with that, we can wrap up. I bid you adieu. It was a great night, y'all. Peace out. We were foggy at first. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?